All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. Let me close the door real quick. And welcome to this day as we continue on with uh, Small Catechism Live. Uh, today we are speaking of, as we did last week, Jesus as God, but also this week, uh, Jesus as man, right? Uh, Jesus in the sargs, in the, in the flesh, uh, what does that mean for us, right? Uh, I, I know a lot of people would say Jesus dwelled in the land. Many people, you know, everyone would say Jesus was a good man. He was a good teacher. He did all these things. He was of the flesh. But what does that really mean that he's of the flesh? Like, what, what are the implications of that? Not simply that he was just, he, he had human flesh, but what does that mean for us believers, for, for those of the faith? What, what are the, uh, what's the importance of that? And that's what we're going to uh, talk about and discuss today in our Small Catechism Live. So thank you for joining me today. Pastor John here, Faith Lutheran Church, Moorpark, California, 93021. If you ever have any questions, uh, please reach out. You know my email. I think it's out there. Uh, but please check that out. And uh, yeah, we're here for you. So uh, why not? morning, Matt. Uh, why don't we start with a word of prayer? Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we, we thank you for, for your grace that you would send your Son to take upon the flesh to redeem us by standing in our place. Thank you, O Lord, for your faithfulness, uh, for your sacrifice. Uh, for the forgiveness of our sins as we today study and give thanks uh, for all that you have done and continue to do for us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, this, is the, this, is the, uh, this, this is the goal here uh, in the next 20, 25 minutes. Jesus as man. If you have your catechism, 2017, page 167. 1991 edition, page 125. They're not the same in a sense of, I mean, they are similar, but in a sense of verbiage, in a sense of order, they're not the same. Um, I tend to use both. So um, I tend to use both. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, if you have one or the other, and I'm using one or the other, uh, hopefully I won't confuse you as I'm using the other, the which one, the, the one that you, don't, you might not have. Uh, but hopefully this will go well with you. Okay, Jesus as man. Let's get into this. Um, you know, we say in the Nicene Creed that he was begotten, not made, right? I, I think this is where the 2017 really does a good job of explaining this on page 167, uh, question 152. Um, begotten, not made. The implications of made is created, and created is... As we know throughout church history, uh, a form uh, of, uh, of heresy, right? That Jesus was not created, but he was begotten, right? Begotten of the Father from all eternity. What does that mean, begotten? Well, the Son has no beginning. He eternally receives life from the Father. Thus, in the Nicene Creed, we confess Jesus as begotten, not made. Jesus has no beginning, right? He is God. Jesus is God, right? And that's the great divide. Is he simply man, or as we talked about last week, 
that, that, that Jesus is God, that he is begotten, not made, that as God, he was sent as the son of God to be, well, to take upon this flesh, John 1, 1 to 3, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So begotten, not made. Made is a totally different can of worms where there, if he is created after the fact, uh, many would believe he is not God. He is only man. And that is further from the truth and, and how that would cause great, uh, to the salvation promise that we have, uh, great confusion in the sense of, or, or that Jesus needed to be God uh, to be the Savior of the world um, in this flesh. So God in the flesh, right? John 1, 1 to 3. So we see right here, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we'll talk about that later in John 1, 14. Um, but here we see the picture of in the beginning, right? God was there, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, creating uh, the Alpha and the Omega, uh, and he has no beginning. He is the I Am. He is God. Hebrews 1, 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So again, begotten, exact imprint, right? So beginning is the theme here. Exact imprint, right? The radiance, the glory of God, right? This is the glory of God, the word made flesh. And we see that glory of God, grace upon grace, in John uh, chapter 1 as well. He upholds the universe by the power of his word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Right? So again, in the light of Hebrews 1.3, we know the, the, the context. Jewish Christians, uh, they were new converts to Christ uh, and the faith, yet they were battle, in battle with that, maybe that possible temptation of going back to what they once believed. Purification of sins, again, that reminds us of the sacrifices uh, of the tabernacle, the priests, and all these things where we slaughter the animals, but uh, for, the, for, for the forgiveness of our sins, right? Um, and, and we see right here, Hebrews 1, that, again, it points to eventually that purification of sins that Jesus took upon this flesh. Um, and that eventually leads to our Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, which we will talk in a little bit. But here we see the picture before we talk about that. Begotten, not made. That he is God in the flesh. Right? Jesus in the flesh. Jesus God as man. Right? So, um, you know, uh, that one hit wonder. Do you know that one hit wonder, Joan Osborne, if God was one of us? I was like, good old, if you're... If you're um, not old, but, you know, if you're my age, well, I guess I'm old. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting there. I feel in the innards, right? Ooh, start to slow down. But anyways, uh, Joan Osborne, if God was one of us, right? Uh, that's that one hit wonder that I, I remember buying at now the defunct, uh, what is it called? The warehouse. Remember the warehouse? That, that chain music store. Um, the warehouse, remember that? Anyways, um, Joan Osborne, what if God was one of us? You know, and you know that song. It was so catchy. Uh, but, you know, he, he did. He, that's what he became. He became one of us, right? He, he took upon this flesh. So, so not what if. Well, he, he has, right? And, and that's what we call, I don't know why I brought up Joan Osborne, by the way. I love music, so... I always say music is the soundtrack of our life and, and where we come from and where we are now. But anyway, the point is, is that the incarnation, right? 
how I, how I would translate this would be carnal, carne in Spanish, you know, uh, carne asada taco is my favorite, meat, flesh, in flesh mint, in meat mint. <laughs> Anyways, you know what I mean, right? In fleshmen, in meatmen, Jesus uh, is begotten from the Father, not made as he is sent to us in this blessed incarnation. Where is that? Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. This blessed incarnation in meatmen, in fleshmen. He meets us where we are. We don't meet him where he is, but the measure to which he meets us is by taking upon this flesh. Think about that, right? John 1.14, the word made flesh, it dwelt, Jesus dwelt among us. Dwelt, we've talked about this before, I believe. I don't know if we have, but skeno, tabernacle, right? He tabernacled with us. That means tabernacle, we see the connection, purification of sins, right? Tabernacle, sacrifice, all the, the Old Testament tabernacle pointing to the true tabernacle. That means God with us. How is he with us? By Jesus who dwells among us in the incarnation, in the meat, in the flesh, right? Wow, this is getting messy. I don't know why I'm so into it today. Maybe it's because I had all my coffee. I don't know. Anyways, Jesus is then. So, incarnation, taken upon this flesh. Now, in this flesh, what is so unique about Jesus, right? He is without sin. Um, Hebrews 4.15. And it reads, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Right, we know the story. Jesus in the wilderness with the devil. Forty days, forty nights. Hungry, tired, no food. Devil, tempting him in every which way. What does Jesus do? He gives him the word of God. That is his defense. And there in the preview, the sneak preview of what is to come from the wilderness, from the era, what is it, the Eramon? I think, um, Eramon in Greek. Anyways, uh, the sneak preview of what is to come at the cross is that he, he is victor over the devil uh, as he shows the devil that you can tempt me, but I'm not, I'm not falling to sin because I am without sin. Why? Because I am Dios, right? I am the Theu, right? I am God and um, the Theos. So, so when we talk about, um, or in Korean, Hananim, right? This is just a multilingual study, friends, right? Hananim, right? My mother would always, always say that. Hananim, right? Uh, theos. Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys. Love you all. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, we see uh, the Dios here. Without sin, God in the flesh, 40 days, 40 nights, victor, sneak preview of what is to come at the cross. Um, and we see key, without sin. For all of sin and fall short to the glory of God. That's you and me. But because Jesus is begotten from the Father as God into the flesh, of course, 
God is holy. God is without sin. Jesus is without sin. But why? Why is this so important? Well, it is, right? Why is it so important? Because exactly why I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked, right? Exodus 12, John 129. What is this speaking of here? All about the Passover. Literally, what is the Passover? It simply put is this. It is where the doorpost and lintel. Ooh, let's get uh, thematic here. With blood. And here by that blood, the angel, the destroyer, would pass over them, right? And, and salvage and save them. Remember, to set them free eventually uh, as Pharaoh would say, okay, okay, finally, I get it. I'll let your people go, right? But this was that final <coughs> act of God where there they would be set free by that very blood. What? Where did that blood come from? From the sacrifice of an animal, right? An animal without blemish, right? Sacrifice without blemish. And here, John 1.25, and again, Passover, just like the tabernacle here, points to anticipates the coming of the advent of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in Jesus Christ, there, uh, what, what's happening here? We see the Passover in the Old Testament. What happens? They are set free on the, the Akodos, right? Uh, and that is out on the road. They are out on that road to freedom in their new life, as the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea, eventually second generation going to the promised land, to the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey, but all this by this kickoff, the Passover lamb, the new identity. Now, it doesn't detach there. It's not a disconnect. All this points to John one twenty nine. What does St. John the Baptist say? Behold, adieu, adieu, right? The lamb of God who takes away the sin of the cosmos, of the world, the hamartia, right? We, we talk about uh, 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 the true Passover lamb that by his very blood gives us a new life as our savior in this flesh. Again, key word, without blemish, right? And Jesus is without blemish, without sin. He is God. All for the sake of what? Right here. The cross, right? And this is uh, this reference is uh, to, um, sorry, our 1991 edition, where it says, why is it necessary for our Savior to be true man? Christ had to be true man in order to act in our place under the law and fulfill it for us, right? So again, Galatians 4, if you have your Bible out, Galatians 4, 4 to 5, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive the adoption as sons. So because of who he is, he is there to fulfill the law, to redeem us so that we may be adopted because what is assumed is because of sin, we were once orphaned, uh, separated from God, but by the blood of Christ, because of all this, Right? It's not just, you know, um, I'm not just saying it's not just the cross. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that this is the playbook, right? This is, the, this is, this is our Lord in, in how he works all the way to the cross, that because of his uh, perfect 
uh, sinless, uh, as a sinless sacrifice for us, he takes upon our sin and he adopts us by his very redemption. That without sin is very important, right? Uh, it's necessary that uh, 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 as God coming down to us in this flesh, uh, by this flesh, as the perfect sacrifice, the purchase price, he redeems us by his very bloodshed on that cross and, of course, three days later in the empty tomb. All right, Romans 5, we see right here. Uh, if you have your Bible out, Romans 5, 19. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Right? Obedience. Is it your obedience? No, it's Christ's obedience. It's Christ's faithfulness. It's Christ's perfection. It's Christ's righteousness. Right? See, don't you see? All by who he is and what he has done for you. Boom, 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 boom. Here on the cross, he sheds his blood. Perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins. Declaring you righteous um, uh, uh, by, his, by his faithfulness, by his obedience. Uh, adopting you and redeeming you uh, by taking upon this flesh to live under the law, to stand in your place and account for you and answer you and fulfill the law for you. Jesus did not come to abolish the law, the Bible says, right? He came to fulfill it. And that's what he does because you and I, no matter how much we try, we cannot fulfill the law. If you want to try to fulfill the law, go try it. But you know, you know how far that takes you, right? Anyways, not far at all. Anyways, so the point is, is here we see Jesus, the salvation story unfolding in our midst, right? And there, surely, by who he is, we have our assurance of salvation. Right? We have our assurance. That means I am certain for a fact that I am saved and forgiven and rescued from sin and death because Jesus died for the cosmos. He died for the sins of the world. How do I know that? Because he is begotten. He took upon this flesh. He is God in the flesh without sin. He is the Passover lamb because he is the lamb without blemish. And there that lamb would be slaughtered on the cross, Isaiah 52, 53. Uh, uh, and there by that very work upon the cross, redemption, adoption, um, uh, by his faithfulness, righteousness that we have. And there we have our assurance. Again, as I tell you this, unfolding of God's grace. There was nothing about you. It was all about Jesus and what he has done for you. Very important, right? I mean, of course, when we talk about obedience, we are called to obey God's word, right? We are called to live by his commands. We are called to take heed and submit to his very word. But do we do that perfectly? Can we fulfill that perfectly? And the answer is absolutely not. Do we strive? Yes. You and I both. We look at the law. It's written on our hearts. We know that when we uh, uh, stroll on with our day, we love and serve our neighbor just as God loved us first. Of course. But yet there are moments in our flesh. Of course, we are weak. We are sinners. And there we fall short. But there we flee in repentance to the salvation gift to you. You know, we, we say Jesus died on the cross, of course. But 
I know I don't like saying but, like the conjunction with cross. And I'm not saying but, like, but there's something more important. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying but. <laughs> there is a bigger picture in a sense of all that Jesus is for that very moment of the cross. Does that make sense? I know we always see Jesus died on the cross, and that's awesome, right? That, that, that is grace making its way into the world. But that grace making its way into the world is this whole story of who he is. And because of who he is, he can fulfill and does and defeats sin and death. And, and he gives us the conquering victory of, 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 of his all-atoning work ever since what? Genesis 3.15, the first Proto-Evangelion, the first gospel. And there on that very cross, we see the answer. Because of who he is, because of his very work, we, we have this promise of the forgiveness of sins and righteousness and, and that we are made holy. Uh, and because of he without blemish, we too, Ephesians 5, right? If you read Ephesians 5, we are presented holy without blemish, without any wrinkle, right? Sprinkled by his blood. And there we have our assurance. Right? Jesus is God. Jesus is man. And both of those are very important in terms of our faith. Not just the historical knowledge. Okay, he's that. Okay, that's great. How do I connect that to my faith? This all connects. Because his identity as God and man. Oh, that turned out pretty cool here, right? Um, his identity as God and man is, at the end of the day, our assurance. Our faith. This is the object of our faith. We cannot detach the incarnation from Christ. We cannot attach or, de sorry, detach the incarnation. We cannot detach begotten not made. We cannot detach from Christ without sin. All this works together, all for the sake of here. All for the sake of the sacraments as well. It all goes together from the fruits of the cross we have the efficacy of the sacraments. And, and this, is, this is all important, right? All right, friends. Woo! <laughs> that was, I think I was in overdrive today. My head hurts, right? A lot of words. Hopefully that helps you today. Uh, and if you have any questions, please let me know. But uh, Jesus is man, very important. Why don't we pray? Uh, as we close this day. Thank you, O Lord, for this time together. Thank you, O Lord, for dwelling upon us, tabernacling with us, being the Word made flesh, where we know that you were begotten, unmade, incarnated, meeting us where we are, standing in our place, accounting for us. Sinless you are as a perfect atoning sacrifice for our sins. Bless each and every one of us in this gospel, knowing full well that because of who you are and what you have done and what you have conquered, you give to us the assurance of salvation and the object of our faith. Lord, grant us endurance in this life of faith. And Lord, may our endurance always be looking to you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Bless us this day, bless us this week, and guide us always in the peace of Christ. In your name we pray, amen, amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. If you missed a part of that, please go back, click it in, and um, hopefully uh, you will get parts of those. Uh, but other than that, have a wonderful day, um, and please join us tomorrow. Um, I know I will have uh, the Genesis Bible study up. I'll probably go live there, I don't know, 9 or 10, probably 10 a.m.
Pacific Standard Time. So please join me then, probably. I mean, I'll be up there. I just don't know when. But uh, please join me for that as well. Um, but um, yeah, have a wonderful day. Good study today. And God bless you. God be with you. Love you all. I do. I pray for you all. And until next time, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church of Moorpark, California. May the peace of Christ be with you. Christ keep you. And by his grace, you are saved. Indeed, you are forgiven. Boom. Adios. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmoorpark.com. Thank you.